and welcome to PCTY Talks. I'm your host, Sherry Simpson. During our time together, we'll stay close to the news and info you need to succeed as an HR pro. And together, we'll explore topics around HR thought leadership, compliance, and real-life HR situations we face every day. Okay, on today's episode, I've asked Ashley Nelson from NCS to join us. Uh, Ashley is the executive coach and founder of NCS, a company dedicated to transforming lives through evidence-based mindfulness, emotional intelligence, and leadership development programs, consulting, and speaking engagements that are all grounded in science and practice. Uh, Ashley, you recently started working closely with a set of women inside of our organization in a formal development program, so I thought it would be really great to bring you on and to have a conversation today about developing female leaders. So thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Sherry. I am really honored to be here. Thank you. So I thought I'd dive right into some tough questions. Um, When you think about uh, programs specific to females, why do we need to have those in our organization? Well, I guess the short answer is on that, that we need to shore up inequality that still exists today for us, because the facts are that despite women comprising almost half of the workforce, we hold only about 15 percent of S&P executive positions. We hold a mere, uh, you know, run, we run a mere 3 percent of Fortune 500 companies. Uh, when we found businesses, only 2.7 percent of female founders have VC funding for their businesses. So there are still a tremendous amount of inequality uh, inequalities out there. Um, there is not necessary. there is a gender gap still that exists. And the other reason that we need to have some of these programs is because organizations and individuals will benefit. I mean, first of all, we can help improve the skills and the awareness of participants through these programs. We can also really improve the workplace itself. And we can confront that gender gap that exists. We can have a better balance of females in top leadership roles, which means a more diverse team with different perspectives and a greater ability to contribute new ideas. And having both men and women in leadership roles really helps organizations reflect uh, the customers that that they serve as well. so for a lot of different reasons, but um, I'd hone in on, on a couple, um, as I said, which are improving the skills and the awareness of female leaders, but also improving the workplace itself um, by being in a more, more equal, um, supportive environment for all employees. What barriers have you seen women encounter throughout the years as they, they try to develop into these leadership roles? A lot. I mean, there are barriers when it comes to women who have children. I had my own personal experience once, which was quite interesting. I recall um, a member of um, the C-suite in my organization once asked me uh, when I was a, a female leader, well, you know, when you travel so much for business, who helps the kids with their homework? And, and the thought that that question even entered his mind 
is interesting to me because clearly, um, clearly I had children and clearly putting, um, traveling for, for my work did put pressure on things on the home front, but I was fortunate enough to have a partner who uh, certainly was available to help the kids with their homework. And I remember being asked that question and just sort of wondering to myself, is that a question that is asked of male leaders uh, at my organization? And and I I doubt uh, very much that it was. So women certainly, when they have children, um, are confronted with some barriers Women, when they don't have children, are uh, confronted with barriers. Women who are single are confronted with barriers. It's often in many cultures, uh, it's a little uncomfortable for perhaps a male and a female. If a, if a male is sponsoring that female in some sort of leadership capacity and, you know, they need there's an opportunity to go out for dinner. It would, it, it's uncomfortable sometimes. Um, and some males shy away from being alone with a female in certain in capacities and, and some females do. Uh, and there's, so there are just a lot of different barriers that can exist. For those listening who are already at the point where they know they need to have a program, what are some of the components they need to consider making sure are wrapped into that program? Well, programs can be as as robust or uh, or as simple as I guess an organization has the capacity to host, and you can certainly offer programs that are outside your organization as well. If you don't have the capacity to build a program on the inside, but typically we would want to offer immersive learning experiences that are both large group and small group activities that focus on cultivating certain leadership skills. Uh, We also would want to focus on assessments. Those could be 360 degree assessments or another form of assessment that assesses leaders and their strengths so that an action plan that is strategic can be worked through to actually cultivate new skills. Um, Normally, one-on-one coaching might be involved. Again, that coaching could come from inside the organization or from outside the organization. There is a lot of value in bringing in coaches from outside the organization in terms of being able to speak with a lot of candor and vulnerability, and um, also a peer learning situation and exchange is an important part of the program so that groups of leaders are working together and building a network and ongoing relationships that can support them as they navigate their leadership journey. And that's incredibly important because some of the networking, sponsoring, and mentoring that has traditionally existed for males for decades in corporate America is a little less robust for females. So that peer learning and creating a a group, a support group where leaders feel safe and that they can show up as their authentic and full selves is critical. It leads right into my next question around um, inclusivity. So when we look at, you know, the dynamic of a woman 
you know, you mentioned some of them already with kids, without kids, married, not married, um, you know, and, and then you bring in, you know, race and you bring in cultural differences and you bring on life experience and, and um, different abilities and that kind of stuff. How do you look at these types of programs with that inclusive mindset and make sure that you are, are really surfacing something up that tries to hit all of those um, dynamic characteristics of, of different women? Well, I think that there is an opportunity through um, skill building sessions and open dialogue to really create circles of conversation and topics of learning that are immersive that hit these various topics. I mean, if we think about some of the, the, the gaps that exist or some of the hurdles that women might face as they ascend the leadership ranks. You've hit on some of them um, in terms of um, inequality that might exist around race or any identity, uh, age, uh, a mother versus a non-mother, single versus married, any, any identity there are equality issues that exist that, that certainly there's an opportunity to dive deeper into. And the other hurdles that I think are important to recognize are confidence. So how can we help women build confidence, branding and presence? How can they improve their executive presence and really build their own brands? Uh, how can they network? How can they make the ask? Um, you know, what is, what is value as it relates to their leadership and understanding a little more about bias and certainly some of the more traditional leadership development programs around emotional intelligence and reading P&Ls and financial acumen and all those things are, are certainly equally important as it relates to inclusivity. Representation is key. And what I mean by that is if you can see someone that you relate to or that represents you in senior leadership, then you can do it. You can believe that you can do it. You can aspire to it. Not to say that you can't believe you can do it and you can't aspire to it if you don't see someone like you. But representation, I do think, is critical in leadership uh, in order for younger leaders to see themselves in the organization as a leader. And for that reason, um, from an inclusive lens, I think we need to be very inclusive, not only as it relates to women, you've mentioned before, as it relates to race, as it relates to age, all kinds of things. I like a couple of things that you mentioned I wanted to touch base on, you know, um, the confidence factor. I, I find that very interesting. And, and I'm sure our listeners have heard this statistic before, but you know, that, that men will apply for a job if they have 60% of the qualifications, where as women typically won't apply for a job unless they meet 100% of the qualifications. Um, and, and so it's thinking about some of those things as you're building um, programs and you think about, you know, inclusivity. Another thing that we've talked about on the podcast before, too, is, you know, making sure that as you build programs that you don't create barriers for entry that might exclude a group that has an identifying marker. So keeping that in mind too within that female population. As you've worked on these programs before in other organizations, um, what advice have you given for, for the men that, that ask, well, why isn't there a program for us? 
Well, first of all, I would encourage organizations to have programs for men and for women. Uh, having said that, um, you know, so, some organizations don't have programs for women because their leadership development offerings are sparse, period. So that, you know, might be an invitation to look at how, how is this organization developing its leaders, period. And um, many organizations host leadership development programs that are not gender specific, that all are welcome and um, top talent is invited to or emerging talent is invited to regardless of gender. I would say, though, that if your organization does not reflect gender parity in leadership today, and most organizations don't, then there is an opportunity to shore up that gap. In a male-dominated C-suite or senior leadership group, chances are there has been for years official or unofficial mentoring, sponsorship, and networking that has existed that is more robust male to male than female to female. So if you are an organization that needs to shore up the gender gap, what I will say about men and women in the workforce is that women and men operate differently in the workforce. There are gender differences. And so there are significant opportunities to um, to develop female leaders and really allow them to develop qualities that females often tend to de- to be better at in a space that is safe and with a cohort of addition of other females that builds the same supportive network that has existed in most organizations for men for many, many decades. It's interesting to me that you you made the point about um, a safe cohort. Um, and it, it leans into some of the stuff I've been thinking about in my own career and, and how I've developed. And, you know, sometimes women don't do a really good job of helping lift each other up. And I've, and I've found that throughout the years. How do we teach each other to be the strongest advocates for, for for one another and not and not kind of put those barriers on people who are um oh you're pursuing a career but you have kids are, are your kids even a priority anymore or things like that that I've heard said over the years that um I really we put women down women put women down how do we teach each other to be uplifting and to really help pave the way for for women to succeed? Well, really, you know, for this whole conversation, what's critical for female leaders as they think about other females in the organization, what's critical for the organization, for a program to be successful, is for all of us to increase our levels of awareness and for all of us to really encourage introspection on how are we treating other leaders? What are the conditional biases that exist for me as a human being? Because for every single one of us as human beings, conditional bias exists. And what conditional bias exists in the organization 
that we need to shine the light of awareness on. It's competitive out there, particularly when there is not parity or equality for females in the C-suite or in senior vice president roles or senior leadership roles that ultimately might ascend to the C-suite. It becomes competitive for women if there is only one seat at the leadership table for a female. It becomes quite competitive. So I guess the first thing we can do or an organization can do is open up the seats at the leadership table for more women. But the thing that we can do as females is recognize that by lifting each other up and um, supporting each other, we are just building stronger bridges, stronger networks, and um, stronger voices to advocate and sponsor for that other female leader who also should get the seat at the leadership table. Because advocating for other females and having a voice in the decision in an organization about who will be at the leadership table is critical. And you only have that voice if you're there necessarily. So I think the more that we can support each other, honestly and vulnerably, um, because frankly, who wants to compete for something and, and, and not have tremendous talent that you're competing against, right? I mean, who, who, you know, we don't want that. We don't want an unequal or uneven playing field. We want, we want to know that we got the position, we got the role, we landed the deal amidst the toughest of our competitors um, from a credibility lens and um, an affirmation lens. So, yeah, there's nothing like that, that good competition. <laughs> um, what advice do you have for women, um, things that they can start doing to take those steps to advance their own career? You can ask for what you need. And in order to ask for what you need, you really need to have, again, I go back to encouraging introspection and awareness because what we need and what we want are often two different things. So knowing what you really need to be successful or to grow your own development is much different than what we might want. So knowing what you need and asking for it is critical. And if your organization is not in a place that they can give you what you need, let's say what you need is more leadership development, go out and develop yourself. I mean, I remember as a younger leader, investing in myself in many different ways. Um, There are ways you can invest in yourself virtually. There are books you can read. There are programs you can attend. Um, And the barriers to cost to some of those programs are coming down in this virtual world that we're living in significantly. So asking for what you need. Uh, I would also say being open-minded and saying yes to opportunities that are offered to you. You know, raise your hand and just say yes for the extra stretch project. Raise your hand and say yes for a job, even if you hoped or dreamed you might get a different job. Say yes. I, the number of learning experiences that have come my way from jobs within an organization that I didn't think I wanted was enormous, absolutely enormous. 
And so I would encourage you to, to see the gift or the learning that exists in any role that we are, that we are placed in or any stretch project that we are offered. The other thing I would, I would say is ask for feedback. Ask for feedback about yourself and share feedback. Share feedback and share insights with your boss or other leaders, cross-function leaders in the organization to develop relationships and to strengthen your own voice. And last, I would say, you know, check your stories. All of us in life, men and women, are, are running around with certain voices or stories in our head. And often those stories sort of hold us back quite significantly. So check your stories, make sure they're real, make sure they're true. Um, you know, realize that when you believe certain stories about yourself, you're not necessarily showing up as your best self. Or, you know, if you don't believe a certain story of your, about yourself, how might you be, how might you be showing up? There's some really powerful work by, uh, by Byron Katie that leans into asking some of those questions about our stories. I love that practice. Um, I have used it over and over uh, in my marriage, in my work, and and doing that check, like, okay, what is the story I'm telling myself? Is any of it real? Can I, you know, what can I learn from it? Um, I also really liked your comment around saying yes to opportunities. I would not be doing this podcast if I hadn't said yes to an opportunity that wasn't in my head as the next step for my career. So uh, I I can't I can't agree with that enough that, you know, when you say yes, you do open doors for things that you didn't even know were possible. Um, as we wrap up our discussion, I'd love to hear if there's, you know, a mic drop, a key lesson that you learned on your own journey that you could share with women listening. Just be authentically you. Be authentically you. And it can be hard to to be authentically ourselves. We we often, particularly in certain cultures, we, we think we are supposed to act a certain way. We are supposed to be a certain way. We're supposed to speak a certain way. Be authentic to you. It is, um, you know, I, there's a t-shirt out there that says, just be you because everyone else is taken. And I think that's, uh, that's really a great, a great mantra. And certainly it's um, the safest place to land as a leader as well. Well, Ashley, thanks for the rich discussion and all the great advice. Um, you know, we are recording this on International Women's Day. And uh, so this is near and dear to my heart. So it was nice being able to spend some time with you on this topic. Such an honor to be with you and to be interviewed on this day. So uh, thanks, Sherry. This podcast is brought to you by Paylocity, a leading HCM provider that frees you from the tasks of today so you can focus more on the promise of tomorrow. If you'd like to submit a topic or appear as a guest on a future episode, email us at pctytalks at paylocity.com.